Hello and welcome to the Barber's Time Podcast, the official podcast of the Chaser Stephen McGee. I'm your host, Brandon Barber. We finished up with week four, looking ahead to week five, already moving past the quarter part of the NFL season, and uh, had some fireworks this week. Um, bringing on Ryan Brown, just escaped a close matchup, and uh, I think we all were rooting for him to beat our commissioner. Brown, how are you feeling after that? I'm two and two, Brandon. Um, thanks for having me on the pod. Excited to be here, but man, I, I'm surviving. I'm surviving, and uh, if I mean, I say I say it every year, but I mean, this is the earliest you know you can really put a stamp on it. Like this, this whole league is a war of attrition, and uh, you know, guys get hurt. You know, everyone kind of felt bad for me in the beginning, um, but I wasn't asking for any sympathy. Um, but now, I mean, you can see. You know, it happens to someone every week. It's going to happen to someone, you know, next week. And it's all about the healthy players you put out there. So, Except for Brian. That well. dude has, like, the best luck ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tried to copy it with my name, and it hasn't fucking worked out yet. So I don't know what he's doing this year. Um, but I need a piece of it, man, because he looks pretty unbeatable right now. And it, we were talking last week. We were talking Warner up saying it's a two-team race. And then all of a sudden, Warner's entire team just dies, basically. Dude, he got completely kneecapped in the one o'clock window. You know, <laughs> losing his two starting running backs within like five tra- minutes, right? Yeah, I mean, and he traded me his third option um, like five days before that. So, um, man, it just goes to show, man, nothing's promised, um, <laughs> and you just and you just got to survive. So crazy crazy week this past week yeah definitely um so speaking of that trade let's read the trade off we had uh nuck and james white going to uh ryan warner and then you ryan brown got terry mclaurin dave montgomery alan lazard and i mean immediately as lazard goes out (laughs) how are you feeling right after that um you know how i was feeling i was I was sitting at my desk um, on a slow Friday, you know, um, and just watching Garrett just tell me that my player was hurt, went to the locker room, or he he went back during practice and telling me rumblings of something semi-serious. And I don't know, I immediately start scrolling Twitter. And then I found out before he does, but he just, I think he just... likes taking pleasure and twisting the knife um, and letting me know that this, like Adam, Alan Lazar was going to be out with a core injury. And um, he was a flyer piece in the trade. So, you know, it really didn't bring me down that much, but it's still, (laughs) it still fucking sucks, man. Like I built my whole team being, you know, unlucky. um, And it just feels like an omen at that point. Um, But fast forward, you know, a week, and, you know, it kind of feels like the shoe's on the other foot. You know, I got, I'm on, I got Montgomery, who is like, like a starting running back on an NFL team, you know, which is becoming harder and harder to get these days. Um, and I got Terry McLaurin, you know, I put him on my bench this week because, you know, I, he was listed as a game time decision. Um, but then of course he goes off for 20 points and 10 targets because there's no one else catching the ball on that team. And, um, Warner has to come up with answers now, you know, with his running backs and who's he going to pick up at flex. I mean, the waiver wire looks kind of thin, but um, 
there's pl- <laughs> it seems like there's plenty of season left, you know, whatever's going to be left of this season. So just got to manage, man. These are where the skills come out. Yeah, it's it's going to be a fucking gulag. Like, whoever comes out is just like, they're taking someone down with them, like, at that point. Like, it, just looking at some of these teams, like, two weeks ago, we're thinking, like, oh, man, Brown has, like, a top team, and he's very strong, really deep. And then all of a sudden, like, five injuries later, and we're like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm not so sure about Brown. And same thing about Warner last week, and I'm hoping I can somehow get through it. Um, I'm hoping the worst for the rest of you, and uh, (laughs) we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and, like, it seems like the teams that are trending upwards right now are the people who have just stayed healthy the longest, you know, like, Dakota is going to be like not to give away my power rings, but he's he's a he's a top five team now just based on he's got, he's only two and two, but you know he's got weapons that are healthy and decent offenses, you know, and that's usually what it boils down to by like the midway point of the season. Yeah, I mean, don't sleep on some of these bottom teams too, because I mean, if they make one trade, they get rid of a bigger player or something like that. They get like just like you did, you gave away Nup, you got some depth, and all of a sudden turns out. That depth is actually exactly what you need in this situation to get some wins because you wouldn't have won th- if you just had Nuck, right? No, no. Um, and do, do you think there's going to be much more like wheeling and dealing? I feel like people are just going to hold on for dear life to what they have at this point, you know, and just try to pick up a flyer that, you know, gets them double digits on a weekend, you know, in free agency. Um, I don't see people moving pieces because, you know, they they know it could be them, you know, every sunday yeah i'm not so sure because we have guys like matt and myself in the league like <laughs> we're always pushing for uh you're right we, we are deals. like six minutes into this podcast without acknowledging you know matt's historic milestone of hitting <laughs> um 50 transactions by week five that's that's something that i don't know if it'll, it'll be broken maybe next year matt just trains a bit harder and uh pushes for 60 <laughs> two like, trades on draft night it's That's like the four need. minute mile, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's gonna offer. It. He's just he's just gonna offer someone to switch entire drafts one night. <laughs> just <laughs> I'll trade you six different picks. We're gonna just gonna swap yeah. them all. Just and, a uh, straight, just a straight ten for ten. Right. <laughs> oh my god! So let's get into these uh, these matchups. We're gonna start out weak ass pussies. WAP versus Thank You Come Again, yeah. and uh, not much of a matchup here. Garrett's just. He's far and away the best team, 167, and Yogi's 99. Almost got to 100 there, Yogi. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, even when Ridley puts up a goose and you put and, and you're still the top scorer of the week, um, dude, it's deadly, man. It it, it really is deadly. Um, yeah, did did you did you get lightning in a bottle with Tanyan? Probably. You know, we'll we'll see how that relationship kind of pans out. I don't think he's going to get uh, what do you get three touchdowns and ninety eight yards. Um, Atlanta's got a track D, um, but yeah, you're right. You know, um, kind of unquestioned class of the league right now. But I don't think you know, I don't think he's unbeatable. You know, I think these numbers might not be sustainable two three weeks from now, especially with the way we've seen injuries pan out. So. Um, Great team, walloped, kind of a predicted outcome. Um, and, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> you're right. I don't have much on Yogi's team. Um, dude, he's trying to line up out there, and James Conner um, 
getting the postponement probably bumps him up 15 points maybe. And you didn't think, I don't think I've been expecting anything from Brandon Cooks all year, but you know, the zero doesn't help anyway. Um, he so. saw the Minnesota defense and figured he'd try it out, but I, I think he would have played Edelman, but he just wasn't trusting whether they were going to play or not was probably what was going on there. Maybe Hardman as well. Um, I think most people were thinking more about that Gage was going to do a bit more, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it just didn't pan out. And honestly, if you're going to kind of tank a week, it should be against Garrett. Like, if there was nothing he was going to do, it wasn't going to beat Garrett. So um, mm-hmm. I think we had said on the last week's show that he basically needed 50 out of Wilson and he needed Evans to blow up, which he got a good Evans blow up, not the crazy one that he needed. And then basically no one else did anything. So not going to get very far with that. Yeah, and I think Valdez Scantling is worth keeping in the lineup, even though he got you six and a half at, at the flex. You know, I think Lazard not being being in there for the foreseeable future, and assuming that Tanyan's you know um, output isn't going to be replicated, I think he's going to get the targets. So maybe that's something to hang on to if you want to do some shuffling. But um, yeah, not seeing a lot of wins um, down the pipe for thank you come again. I really think he needs to make a move. I don't know what where he moves. I mean, he has McCaffrey coming back here soon, so maybe just McCaffrey and Connor, and then if Ingram can come up. Then he still has Mike Evans, Wilson, and he's just looking for two two wide receivers at that point. I mean, you can beat some teams with Russell Wilson and uh, McCaffrey. Yeah, if, if Connor comes back and McCaffrey comes back and they start putting up like consistent high teens or low 20s and then you can put Ingram as your flex, um, that solves a lot of your problems. Um, but will you be one in six by the time that happens? You know. Yeah, you might have to make a move before that, which yeah. I'm not sure if Yogi's going to make that move, but we'll, we'll have to mm-hmm. see. Um, but yeah, looking one last time over at WAP, uh, I mean... We're going to try to be as negative as possible here. What if Josh Allen is just starting out because he's playing shitty teams, goes back down to earth, has some 10s and 15s in there. Ridley's just showing that maybe he's not going to be as consistent and be a wide receiver one. I don't know. Maybe. Um, Cooper, you got hey. you got Gallup and you got, uh, what's his face, the rookie. Maybe that yep. takes away. No, and like... He, this is a team that's one that's one injury away from getting dinged 30 or 40 points, you know? Like, well, first of all, can like who can you really trust on Atlanta right now? I mean, like yeah, they I guess like they're putting up points, but you you're watching a team collapse before your very eyes. Um and then man, like who are you going to put in? Like Isabella Ayuk? I guess is Ayuk worth anything? Um yeah, he got two touchdowns, but he's looked good, but he hasn't really I mean, they don't throw enough, that offense, outside of Kittle. Like, it's everything to Kittle and then just kind of sparingly to other people. Um, biggest thing is getting Michael Thomas back. Then all of a sudden the team looks a lot different. True. No, so, and I, I I have some thoughts on George Kittle, but I'll save those for later. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Garrett's the first one to tell you that Keenan Allen's not someone you want to have to trust. So he really needs Michael Thomas to get healthy here, and then he can slot keenan into a, the flex spot instead it looks it's looking like Hen- henderson's not going to be as consistent as we thought too looking at that four um mcveigh is nope. just going to do whatever he pleases every week and you can't really trust it yep fun fact i drafted daryl henderson jr and then dropped him for mike williams <laughs> who immediately got injured and then uh and, 
and now Henderson's getting a bunch of carries. So yeah, the fun the fun continues. Uh, just a bad year. <laughs> bad year. You're, you're holding in there though. Yeah, it's not over yet. So let's move on to uh, Godwin is one of us for big old sweethearts. Um, mm. Again, the second blowout of the week. Matt getting the big first win, and I don't know how much it was to injury, but I think a lot of it was probably to injury. But either way, good win for Matt, getting the first one on the board. Yeah, no, uh, welcome to the show, Mr. Smith. Uh, but while he deserves credit for his win, and he, he's starting to climb back out, um, and he's had he, he has some promising numbers um, from people who probably didn't really expect um, – the, the story of this matchup is just Warner just getting absolutely, you know, cut out in the one o'clock window, uh, with Chubb and Eckler going down for what Chubb's four to six and Eckler's four to eight. I think the last time I read, um, there's some so, high end projections on those two, just depending on how the players react. But nowadays I feel like you always go the lower side because they just recover so quickly. Mm hmm. <sighs> So he, he's going to have to fight. Yeah, he's three and one, so he can afford to give up some weeks and kind of shuffle his lineup. And um, you know, I'll, I'll get into a little bit more of my rankings. But yeah, I think I think I think Matt, while you know, could be the victim of circumstance or the beneficiary of circumstance, um, he has a lot of good things, you know, um, to look to as long as this past week and in the immediate future. Um, if the Browns, you know, end up being a real team, um, you know, you might get something. Sp- like unexpected upside um, out of Jarvis Landry, but at the same time, are you like are you really going to expect forty three um, or anything close from that out of Joe Mixon? Who knew that he had that? Huh? No, but at the same time, I don't think you're expecting ten out of Hilaire or Elair, as Steve Levy would say. Um, I think it's <laughs> he actually really, he he really put that e on there whenever yeah. I remember that game. I think yeah. it's Elair. But he was really going for the E layer. But I think you're expecting more than 10 from him most weeks. I think he's going to be closer to 20 to 30 guy. Um, so the biggest question, honestly, is Kenyon Drake. Like, the dude who sucks. But 35 yards is not going to get it done. I think... Well, he might finish top five, Brandon. Let's not, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's still early. Could be a top five back. Or he could get beat out by Chase Edmonds next week. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I may have missed it in the chat. Did we did we ever talk about what, what the criteria of being a top five back is? Is it just based on like over like who's ranking or just are we doing yards or points scored or what was that? So I, fan- I missed that fan- whole. Just fantasy points scored. Okay, because when Dakota started writing books, um, I kind of checked out of that one. Yeah, I um, didn't read any of that. I only screenshotted <laughs> it. I told Matt this. I was like. I literally took these screenshots just because I knew it'd make Dakota really, really upset if it ever did end up happening that <laughs> Drake sucked this year. And then I'd just wait for the right moment and post him in chat. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um I'll I'll leave that between you. I'm not I'm not gonna try to get into that one too much. I mean you're the moderator, uh, so Yeah, the arbiter. <laughs> arbiter. Brown, you you, uh, you ref this. You ref this. Who's right? I was like <laughs> You guys are speaking two different languages, um, so I don't know. Uh, but let, let me ask you, what what does Matt do at quarterback? Do you just keep keep rolling out Matt Ryan and just like not ex- like having no idea what the Falcons are going to do week to week, or do you take uh, do you take Goff 
And the Rams are looking good. Um, I know they only got 17-9 on the Giants, but, I mean, Rams are going to be there at the end. So If this was a normal year, I would say go ahead and try to flip Drake or someone like that who hasn't been producing, and you're not even sure if they're going to be a thing. Try to flip him for an actual quarterback because I feel like a lot of the, this league thinks of quarterbacks pretty lowly outside of like the top couple guys. Like if you could switch them to, for like a Kyler Murray or something like that. But this year, any depth at running back is someone that you want to keep. So at this point, I think you just kind of play the matchups right now. Um, yeah. You took a bullet here with Matt Ryan. And even if you went Goff versus the Giants, you're not doing much better. But those are two guys that you expect. One of them, you if you choose it right, you can get a 30-point week. So Right. And the good news for Matt too is, I mean, Damian Harris is going is going to be getting carries um, for that New England backfield. I mean, putting up a hundred yards, um, and with Sony Michelle going on the IR, you know, stashing Drake on your bench and using him as a piece later, um, you know, could be valuable. You know, especially if you just never know who's going to be healthy week to week. So. Yeah. Um. Definitely some promise for Matt's team. It's just whether or not he's going to mess it up by dropping everyone or not. Um, because I feel like he drops so many good players every week. <laughs> um, but look, don't at you just feel? Don't you just feel like he's like one or two transactions away from really dialing it in, just being a team to fear? Yeah, if he can find that hot quarterback, <laughs> honestly, if he can find that hot quarterback, the like the Jameis Winston last year, like the Kirk Cousins at some point, I think last year, uh, I think Cook rode him. Like someone you're not thinking of. Like looking at the the waiver wire right now, I'm looking at Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins. Like Matthew Stafford is probably a really good guy that you could look at too, even Drew Brees. So there's plenty of guys out there. Um, it's really not a year that you're – I mean, there's never really a year in a 10-team league where you look at the – the waiver wire and don't find any good quarterbacks like there's always guys on yeah i don't know who i was listening to earlier but he like they were saying that like holding calls on the offense are at the lowest they've been in like 20 plus years so like I heard everyone that too. Is, and everyone is just putting up points so if you can just find a warm body that can get you 20 plus you know pretty regularly um yeah matt has the pieces you know to be like a 170 point week or week player you know and, I mean, all you need at the end of the day is to get in the playoffs, and Matt has a team that can make a run for it, even if at 1-3. and three, I mean, he's made enough moves to kind of put himself in a situation where he can win now. I mean, that's the whole reason he got rid of uh, Mike Thomas. Like, think about it. He doesn't make that move. He doesn't win this week, even with the whole thing going on, because he has a zero out of Mike Thomas. Yeah, he has Mike Thomas on his bench. No mixing. Like, I mean, maybe he still does because of the good luck, but, I mean... Mixon's looking pretty good right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, trying to figure out who to own on teams like the Bengals and, you know, the Cardinals is a tough one right now. Um, but I don't like pumping up Matt too much. He already has too big of an ego. So I, I don't have much more to say on this one. Yeah, you're still 1-3, Matt. Go fuck yourself. Uh, next <laughs> next matchup, tight ends and tight pies versus Goonie Gang. And Dakota getting the win here, 151 to Cook's 135. It was pretty close overall. Um, I mean, pretty solid matchup up and down that lineup. Cook, you might want to not even just like put AJ Green on the bench. Like, just go ahead and drop him. 
because one reception is not getting that done. Yeah, what's I mean, like I, I'm not complaining because Tyler Boyd's the only one getting you know meaningful targets in that office. But like, what? Yeah, what is he still hurt? Is he coming back from something? Because like he hasn't been putting up numbers all year, and I know he got drafted relatively high, didn't he? Um, no, I think it was pretty low actually. I think it was like round ten he got picked or something. Oh, but, really? Yeah, I think everyone was kind of wary because he's coming off the injury and everything. But either way, it's just it's not what you want out of a starter. Let's just put it that way. No, um, but he, he does have. I mean, like it's it's weird to see the strength of these two teams going together um, because um, Dakota. I mean, with Kenny Galladay back in his starting lineup, um, looks like he has like outside of Warner, probably the best, one of the best, you know, wide receiving combos in the league. And then, you know, a little bit down the lineup um, but with Davis, you know, coming on for Carolina and Dalvin putting up that number uh, for Minnesota. Th- those are two rocks in your lineup, like steady start every week in the running back slot, which is becoming hard to come by. Um, and with Kareem Hunt as your flex, um, those are reliable numbers. So, um, big cook. Uh, big I, th- hit I think is, you're still is the Julio AJ though. Just Julio being hurt. AJ, I was I'm corrected. It was actually the top of the eighth, so not as good of a a pick there for Cook. Oh, um, uh, okay. But yeah, Julio coming off with the hamstring injury, he was dealing with one before. He played anyways and reheard it, and it's not looking good for for Julio here. No, um, <laughs> that's tough, especially, I mean, not much depth, um, a wide receiver. I mean, yeah, you get, you're going to get A.G. Brown, but you're not relying on the same number that you would expect out of Julio. Um, it's, I mean, he's battling like the rest of us. I, like, I wouldn't count David out. David's, David might have like a playoff, a playoff roster, you know, if, if Burrow can, like we said earlier, get you 20 plus a game, um, and you have options on your bench. Um, but like, I, I think Dakota does have a, a team that's really trending up. Um, I'll get more into it in my rankings, but, um, I think the better team won. I think the better team won. Are you concerned with Kyler at all? I know he put up 29, but 133 passing yards. Now, if he's going to put up 78 rushing yards and stuff, then <laughs> you don't really care about passing yards at that point if you have a chance to get 100 rushing, but it, it just feels like out of your quarterback, you want a bit more than 100 or so yards. But maybe that's just the wide receivers that are taking the hit, not necessarily the quarterback. Yeah, but he got he got your three touchdowns, you know. I mean, you can't – I mean, it, yeah, it sucks. You would want more yards with the air and maybe hit that bonus on 300 every once in a while. But, yeah, that, that seems to be the national narrative, right, is like – did we jump the gun on the Cardinals? Like, are they, are they, uh, what are they called contenders or pretenders? Um, so if, like, if they're going to be good, if they're going to be like a, like a 10 and six or like even like a nine and seven team, and if the Cardinals can put up, you know, 20 to 30 points a game, then yeah, Kyler's like a top 10 quarterback that you would want on your team just for what he can do, um, with his legs. But yeah, if they go out and, you know, they get up against a good defense and he can't scramble. It's going to be tough winning games when he has like 12, 13 points, which we all know would be a, a realistic floor. Yeah, we'll see because Dakota is one of these teams who has a very good receiving core, has, I would say, a potential top five quarterback, 
Yeah, I mean, Ertz is a good name, but he hasn't done anything. But you still, like, when you look at the other tight ends, I think if I offered you Ertz, you'd still take Ertz, you know? Um, it really comes down to, like, the flex roles and just these backup roles where he can find someone with whether mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins comes through, Jerry Judy looks great, but he's only getting two receptions. So it's like, how much is he actually getting used in an offense that's not going to score a lot? Um, well, I mean, they did this week, but that was the Jets. I don't think we count that. Um, and then Kelly coming in, and with Eckler out, does he get a huge role and all of a sudden become a solid flex where Dakota shoots up in the points because of it? Yeah, and that, I mean, that's what makes this whole chase, like, interesting and you know exciting in its own way is that like i'd say nine teams you know in this chase like can realistically expect 140 out of their team every week um and with like the fluctuation of injuries and you know just everything up in the air um there it's more even than we think and um I'm, i'm glad we got some close numbers um this week i'm glad i was on the right side of them (laughs) but i I think a lot more hearts are going to get broken as the year goes on yeah i remember the days when if you were getting 130 135 every week you're basically going to win every matchup that you had and now it's like if you don't get to 150 good luck because oh yeah in in the beginning days you know i was doing a lot (laughs) i've been doing some research in the league as the in the past couple weeks um and you know 87 points you know, 92 points, you would see three or four of those in every, any given week back in the early days. And I know we haven't changed the scoring that much. Um, and now if anyone gets under the century mark, it's a, it is a badge of shame. Um, I'm sorry, Yogi. I know, I know Sarner's kind of gotten there and I think Warner we'll, did. We'll give Warner a pass this week. Yeah. Warner gets a pass this week, getting kneecapped, but yeah. Um, now you just clown on them. So the times are changing, I guess. Yep. So I think uh, both these teams have a lot to look forward to, though. Both are looking like playoff teams at this point. Um, we'll have to see how it plays out because you never know one injury, two injuries in, a, what, 10 seconds. Not mm-hmm. out of the question. So let's move on to my matchup now. We got Barber's Time versus the Wheelie Bros. Germ. Um, mm-hmm. I got the win here. Didn't feel great about it after seeing how that Monday night game went. The Patriots really had the Chiefs on on lock, but I was able to pull out those two touchdowns and secure the win. Gurley looked good getting two touchdowns. I mean, he didn't look good running, but he got those two touchdowns nevertheless. Um, what do you think about the matchup? Yeah, how, how were you down at all going into Monday, or did you did you already have a it, locked it was, up? It was like half a point that I was down. It wasn't okay. anything really. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for people who had, you know, skin in those games, watching KC put up what six points in the first half against the Patriots. I mean, <laughs> that was shocking. I know, I know it blew a couple prop bets for me. Um, but I mean, it just goes to show. I, yeah. Tw- 24 out of Mahomes essentially in one half. It, I mean, it, it just proves that you have the best quarterback in the league. And, um, I, God damn it. It pains me to say that like David Johnson might be good now that Bill O'Brien got fired and they actually kind of open him up a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, Barbara, I mean, I I mean, nice win, you know, but you know, Star, Star putting out a good lineup too. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think, um, Taylor was going to be stymied that much and only get eight and 
was there was Tyreek Hill injured going into that game? Like, is no, there a reason? Starner there told a me reason? that he, yeah, he he told me that he took him out originally because he thought the game was going to get postponed and wasn't going to be played this week. And then he said that he saw that it was actually playing, and then he just forgot to put him in his lineup. So mm, Starner user error on that, but he told me that it wouldn't have actually made a difference. So um, there's also that. I still would have gotten. I guess it's true. Mathematically, yes, the margin scored between the two players wouldn't have made the difference. It would have been a ten point difference, and I would have edged him out. But yeah, um, still a tough beat there. Tough beat. um, But he, (laughs) I mean, dead horse here. But I mean, Star is another team that could put up one forty or one fifty every week, and that could beat someone who just gets down. I mean, Starners, yeah, Starners zero and four. You know, tough start players you know a couple people getting injured but yeah it, it's not a bad 0-4 team you know <laughs> I think you'll agree throughout the years we've seen some some teams that just like don't even deserve to be you know trotted out into a lineup and getting projected in like the 110s um yeah I think Starn's got a good squad good foundation of a squad um and I wouldn't get too down about it if I were him I talked this team up last week I wasn't sure I was gonna get this W um and just kind of looking at my team I, honestly looking at no one scored over 20 outside of Mahomes like it was just it was a consistent effort but you really get nervous when you don't see anyone blowing up and then on the other side he had CD Lamb who who does look like the best receiver over there like I know he's not doing better than um who is it um, Cooper yeah Cooper he's not doing yeah. better than Cooper but at the same time I think he looks like the better receiver He's getting touchdowns. Um, Watson had a good game, and who knows? Without Bob there, maybe he does keep doing well. Maybe they do get some good players in once they have an actual GM. Um, T- Taylor's looks strong this year. Gurley, if he can get his touchdowns, he can score some points for you. And Robinson looks like one of the best pickups of the year. So. Yep. And I mean, yeah, like CD Lame's a breakout, but like, I mean, I guess I'll talk about it with my matchup, but you're relying on Dak to throw 40 times a game in order for him to get what five receptions, you know? Yeah. He got his two touchdowns, but those could have gone to four different people, you know, if they were playing a different game. So, um, yeah, some bright spots, big bright spots for Sarner with Deshaun getting a new, like a new offense or at least get him getting more control. Um, CD consistently getting looks, um, Taylor's not going to be down forever. And then, yeah, like you said, if Gurley can get those touchdowns, I mean, he's right there too. So no one better be sleeping. No, no one better be comfortable because everyone's in it this year. Yep. And uh, one last thing on my team, it's just looking like I have six receivers to choose from now that Jeffrey's coming back into this lineup. We'll see how how I can make these decisions because I feel like it's going to come down to whether I choose the right guys or not every week. Because right. I have that, I have Zeke, I have Mahomes, I have Kelsey, and those are kind of the baseline. And then you got to throw in whatever I get from receivers. So <laughs> it is, it is funny to see in the group chat, like because I think everyone has this, like I think a lot of people have the same problem you do. Just like I have too many good wide receivers. Someone trade me an awesome running back for a couple of them. You know, yeah, and yeah. like <laughs> because everyone like, wants more good wide receivers on their team. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, just give me, just give me your best running back. I got, I got a couple guys that are putting up like 
12 points a game here in my starting lineup. Don't you want that? I was watching or reading some or looking through the articles or whatever, and they're like asking, like, is Robbie Anderson the actual number one in Carolina? Can he be a top 15 guy for the rest of the year? And I'm like, this dude hasn't even reached my starting lineup yet. Like, I'm thinking this week might be the week I do it for Satlanta, but <laughs> like, <laughs> these are the guys that I'm having a bench at this point. Um, oh, what a terrible problem to have. Just take your W, man. You're fucking three and one. Good problems. You- Feels good, man. And I would also like to announce Barbage Time officially gold team level. Oh, right I got my card. I got my card back today too. Oh, oh yeah, the fuck, the gold club. Oh, it feels good. <laughs> back in, Pass baby. Me, woman, pass me my robe. I'm back <laughs> in the gold club. Yes. Break out the cigars, boys. <laughs> so I think that that uh, moves us into your matchup, right? So. Uh, Looking at the big matchup of the week, we got because I got high, and then that's un- <laughs> that's unfortunate. Um, taking the win, 157 to 150, I think this might have been the most brutal loss Kale's ever had. Yeah, and I really hate to be the one that gave it to him. Um, he, like everything he said out of blind anger in the group chat, um, into the void apparently, um, was right. I mean, he lost to three players on my team. I got 49 out of Dak. You know, I got 23 out of Chris Carson. And one of, like, one of his touchdowns was a 50 yard bomb that just got tackled at the one. He just poached a one yard touchdown for. Um, and then, of course, the Monday night comeback, uh, with Kittle putting up 36. Um, those were the three players. I mean, my team looked embarrassing through the one o'clock windows um, with I'm done having faith in John Brown. You know, he put up 16 back to back weeks and I thought being the number two in that Bill's offense was enough, you know, to trot him out into my lineup. Nope. Gallup yeah. seems falling back to the third option um, in the Cowboys option in the Cowboys offense just isn't going to be reliable. Um, so bad thing that my team puts up what? 110 points with three players, but dangerous three players on my team can put up 110 points. So I'm never out of it any week. Um, but yeah, just I said it in the group chat, I don't think Kittle would have put up that number if I actually watched the game. I had a fucking hell of a Monday, drank a bunch of whiskey during the Pats game and actually fell asleep around nine o'clock um, <laughs> during that San Francisco game um, and just woke up to. 20 unread messages in the group chat and uh, a big old W in the Yahoo fantasy app. So I'll take it. Um, Kale's a casualty of war, but I don't think he can even feel bad, you know, moving forward. You know, he's got the pieces. Um, Lamar's putting up, like, he's not going to be bad more. Like, he's not going to be bad more than he is good. Um, and Thielen looks like, Thielen and Singletary are looking like a juicy, juicy combo to pick if uh kill still shopping those pieces um and I, yeah i mean I, I i wouldn't be too upset if i was kale yeah i mean you look at it he's still got a very deep team um gibson's looking great crowder's getting some numbers and you look at henry and bell like i know bell is not someone you really want but if gaze is out of there 
Bell becomes a real thing, you know, all of a sudden. So I don't know if that'll happen. It seems like the Jets are too stupid to fire Gaze. But, I mean, at the end of the day, he's still not a terrible guy to just be able to throw in there for bye week filling. True. And, I mean, I don't know if he's hit you up, but Kale is dying, dying to make a trade this year. Even this week. I Like, he, he said he was going to offload these people this week sometime. And... He is making, he's going to be making power moves. He's looking for one more move to move him up to like a top four team in the league. And then he's just going to ride it and hope they stay healthy. Um, because he's like, even though he took the L and he was upset that he lost in the way that he lost, there is no way he can look at his team and think that he doesn't have a winner, you know, like at least being there towards the end. And that means making the playoffs. Um, so. I got my eye on you, Kale, you know, um, because I, <laughs> I think I <laughs> yeah, probably, just... probably no, no. Garrett's was my favorite picture to make, but Kale's was a close second because adding a bunch of a, a star of David and some, uh, what do you call them? Jew locks, um, on Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> I actually never realized the star of David until you just brought that up. I just, I saw the chain. I didn't see the star of David. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the locks get, got, get me every time though. You guys got creative this year and I had a lot of fun making them for you. So, um, hopefully that can be a thing making your, making your team names and inside jokes into funny avatars, I guess. Yeah. It's nice having, a. Uh photoshop genius in the uh in the group (laughs) but so we're gonna kind of cap this off i mean kale's team it looks strong up and down the lineup you don't expect lockett to only put up four you don't expect miles sanders only put up eight still put up 150 almost got the win um got gibson and crowder going off on the bench and he has henry and bell coming in as reinforcements so there's worse worse teams out there than kale's let's just put it that way but don't feel bad. Don't don't feel bad for Commissioner Alex. Whatever you do, you know. Yeah, yeah I think we're all happy you got the elder here. Yeah, he's fine. So let's transition this into the Captain America Big Dick Award of the Week. Um, who's your Big Dick player? Well, you know, Garrett, of course, like popping his load off for everyone else. You know, always has to be first on the news. Always has to be right about like you know what he thinks, you know, should be newsworthy in the chat and crowning my award that I get to give out this week before I even get on the pod is just like a little bit pretentious and insulting, you know, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. Your, your random ass tight end for your favorite team got you 30 points and three touchdowns. Some people would say that gives you a big dick, but you know, what gets you a bigger dick getting 36, out of your boy that was hurt for the last two weeks to pull a win out of your ass on Monday night. That is a big dick. And for that reason, I'm giving it to Kittle because my player, my award, my team, my dub. All right. When you're on the pod next, you give it to whoever the fuck you want, but I'm giving it to George Kittle. And I would just like to add that not only did he do all of this, but he did it against the team of the manager that you're facing. He did it against the Eagles. And Kale had to take the Eagles' win the saltiest way possible because of it. Yes. Yes. 
Because he, so, he had a load of Kittle's cum in his mouth as he watched it. Yeah. Uh, Garrett should understand how good it feels to rub salt in wounds. So I think he can just kind of sit down and uh, let Kittle take the award this week. If, if your boy Tanyan's that good, he'll win it later when it matters. Or not. This could have also been his only week, which probably more likely. But uh, moving on from that, let's go. And, uh, well, that's, that's the end of uh, week four. Um, mm-hmm. Good stuff from everyone. Uh, let's move on to your power rankings. I'm going to give you the floor. All right. Uh, yeah, what is it like? A little over the quarter way of the season. Um, yeah, I, I didn't stray too much from the chalk. Ten, you know, you've, you've heard these from previous people. Ten, Yogi. Like I said, trotting out a lineup, but it just hasn't broken his way this year. Um, took some flyers that didn't pan out. Um, nine, Starner, again, you know, kind of pumped you up a little bit before. He's, you know, he's just one or two performances away from getting that first win and maybe getting something going. But based on the record, got to put you there. Um, eight, I'm actually going to put, um, I'm actually going to put Matt there at eight. Um, with a big green plus arrow next to that eight. Um, because, uh, like I said earlier, um, it's all, it's all about who you have, uh, healthy, you know, um, as the season goes on. Um, and Matt really hasn't lost anyone big yet. Uh, if the Patriots backfield turns into anything, um, he has both the pieces, you know, that could pay dividends. So I think he's going to be in the mix really soon. Seven, Cook, you know, another team with a bunch of upside. If they can stay healthy, um, but based on the record and just basically points scored at this point, got him at seven. Kale, six. Um, just kind of putting you there because I beat you. You know, it just feels good. I'm going to dunk on you one more time on my way out the door. Um, Barbara, I got you at five. Um, like your team, I think your depth's pretty good. I think you're built to last, um, but you are, you know, um, starting a couple people on bad teams and you know if that fades later in the year um that might hurt you um so therefore i'm going to put myself at four um could have been stronger early in the year you know injuries hurt me but two and two i have dak prescott who is throwing for the most in the league right now as far as points yards and i guess touchdowns just in order to stay in these games um I think I got solid receivers, you know, even if it's not in the uh, wide receiver slot, Kittle showcases value. Um, I think Tyler Boyd's consistently a double digit player. Um, and I think Montgomery's going to get, you know, more touches as the year goes on. Um, and now he's the only guy there. So me at four, Kuhn, I have at three. Um, like I, I, I said, I liked his team, um, a lot earlier. Um, like he has solid wide receivers, Beckham, Diggs, and Galladay. Um, if Beckham stays happy and fed, um, he could be Giants OBJ again. You know, getting twenty a game, um, and that with like the potential high ceiling with Murray too. Um, it's a team that's going to get you between one thirty and one sixty a game at least, and you got to be able to match that number if you're going to have a chance against him. And so. For two, at least right now, you know, um, I respect him as a manager, um, and I know he's going to figure this out, but I still got Warner at two. I, I, I could have flipped him and Kuhn, but his three wide receivers with, you know, with DeAndre Hopkins that I gave him, um, still the best in the league. 
Still got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Um, I think he can figure out the other three slots if they can get him close to 10 points a game. He's still going to, you're still going to have to get at least 150 to have a chance against him. So hurts in the short term. I think you'll figure it out long term. Got him at two and it fucking kills me to say it, but we still got fucking Garrett at one. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. We, t- we, we talked about him earlier, so no need to give him some extra shine here. And that's my rankings. Yeah, no reason to talk any more about Garrett. Take your one, move on. Um, yep. So we're going to look ahead to week five, and uh, we're going to start with Kale versus Warner. And at this point, I mean, it's before waivers hit, and Warner doesn't have a running back on his roster. So it's a little tough to, <laughs> to say what's going to happen here. How disrespectful to Philip Lindsay. Is he healthy again? I saw he was on IR last year, last week. He, w- he went from an O to a Q, so yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I- I'm going to mark this one as a big incomplete um, <laughs> with waivers not hitting. He doesn't have a running back in his lineup. Um, but Rod- Rodgers regard- is on by, like, <laughs> he doesn't yeah. have a quarterback. Like, this may, this may just have to be, this will bite more than. Uh, like a bye week blues week, you know, where you have three or four people on buys in like week eight or nine. Um, I think I think Kale just is going to take this one easily, and Warner just has every single possible factor working against him, you know, at least for the next week or two. So um, I think take Warner, Warner's going to have to take a four or five losses here during this stretch, and he's going to have a big uh, big hump to go over, but. Once he gets those guides back, he'll easily be able to rack up some wins and get into the playoffs strong. Um, this, unfortunately for him, is not the week that it's gonna gonna start. We've talked about that Kale does have a good team, and he doesn't really need anything out of his players. But when you look at it, most of his players have really good matchups. You got Lamar versus Cincy, Thielen versus Seattle, Lockett versus Minnesota. He's gonna enjoy that Sunday night game. I mean, Zerline versus the Giants. Oh, you, you can't, sorry. Yeah. No, no Jeezy stands in the house. Okay, you, sorry. No, yeah, that, that you, one you can't jumped, bring up that Jeezy. One, that one jumped off the page for me for some reason. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, Kale has everything working in his factor. Um, gets Henry back. The, like. Yep. And yeah, Warner just gets the sympathy L. You know, um, nothing expected. You know, nothing disappointed. So. I mean, K- if you Kale keep it, to- go ahead. No, I was going to say, no, Kale can cruise, and uh, you have to have Warner on next week if he somehow manages to pull this out because this would be an unbelievable week in, um, for him to redeem himself. Definitely. And at the end of the day, Warner is projected 69 points, so he at least has that going. But nice. I don't, there's not much that we can really say about the matchup until no. we actually see what roster Warner puts out. And even then, yeah. looking at the waiver wire like or whatever move he might move, make, which I don't think he's going to. Like I think you just take the L's right now. Yeah, I mean, he's poten- he's missing at least 30 points off his... Like, this is an incomplete. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think Kale's going to win it regardless. Yeah. So let's move on to the next matchup. We're going to go Dakota versus Matt. Tight ends and tight pies versus big old sweethearts. And I think this is going to be a close matchup. Um, looking at it, got some good matchups for the big old sweethearts. We got Goff versus Washington. We got Robinson versus Tampa. I think both of those are beatable matchups. Um, 
I mean, I guess Mixon versus Baltimore, you're not really liking that. But at the end of the day, if he's able to pull off even half what he did last week, you're happy with that. Yeah. All right, so it's obvious that both of these guys looked ahead before you know this past week was even over. Who do you think set their lineup for this week first, Matt or Dakota? I think if you look probably three weeks ahead of this, or even like five weeks ahead of this, Matt probably already has his lineup set. <laughs> I think Dakota definitely set his lineup at Saturday when he gave up last week. Or did he win last week? I think he gave, he won last week, but he probably still he gave up at Saturday, though. Doesn't mean he didn't give up on Saturday. It's like more likely if he won that he gave up on Saturday. Matt Matt still Matt knows who all of like whose bye weeks are on like what week by heart. You know, he he's already planned ahead. He's already um, divvied out what wins he's going to get five weeks in advance. <laughs> just strictly off of what bye weeks are there. Um, he's 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 looking for podcasts to find the hypothetical matchup that, like, three random bros talk about and, like, tinkering his lineup three weeks from now about it. He's looking at which wide receiver is going to come out four weeks from now because he's finally going to be in the offense. There's going to be an injury or two. He's already got that info, and he's just he's dialing it up, yep. and he's ready to go. He's ready to go. Mr. 50 moves. They call him that for a reason. But do you like him this upcoming week? I don't. I don't. I think Mur- Murray against the Jets um, and, you know, Slayton. Like, like, yeah, the Giants suck, but Dallas's defense sucks more. Um, I think this could be an upside game for him. Um, Ertz isn't going to do anything against Pittsburgh, um, but I, I I think if the if Dakota can get to one thirty, um, I don't see it happening on on Matt's team. So I'll make the case that for Matt because I would say that Dakota has a better team, but when you look at guys like Josh Jacobs, he's kind of a guy who's very game script uh, oriented. If you look that week one, he had Carolina. They were ahead they were able to control the ball he was able to get his carries and he did some good stuff new orleans you give a pass there because they have a great rushing defense he got his 27 carries got 88 yards new england they're behind tough matchup scored seven points buffalo tough matchup got behind scored eight points i'm not sure why kc would be any different than those last two he's gonna get behind i don't see him scoring a lot of points um just looking at Indy's defense, uh, it's been great so far. Now, they played no one, but, <laughs> I mean, Odell hasn't exactly shown us that he's been consistent. Now, Kyler, on the other hand, I think is going to put up 40 at least versus the Jets, so you got that in your back pocket. And I think Kamara does whatever he wants against whoever this year, so you mm. have that as well. Kelly as well on that Monday night game, which Dakota finally gets to be on the other side of the... Uh, the coin with the Monday night matchups being in his right. favor. Um, but it's against New Orleans in the Dome on Monday night. I know there's no fans, but that's a lot for a new running back coming in. And just you have a rookie quarterback back there. I assume they're not going to put Tyrod back in. And it's probably... No, it's it's Herbert's team now, right? Yeah, like, it's, it's got to be. You can't put Tyrod got to be until he fucks it up. Yeah. Until he throws five picks in one half and goes Peterson... <laughs> I think we're good. He looks good yep. too. That's the thing. Is like you can see the talent. Like he's gonna make mistakes. As he's a rookie, but for sure there's talent there. He's making some amazing passes. It's gonna have some growing pains. And I mean, 
there's no worse place to play as a rookie, I feel like, than in the Dome on Monday night. Is there? Like, that's got to be the worst place. Fans <laughs> no, or no fans? I, I guess not. I mean, I think it... I think the season is coming down to more like travel and schedule and like how much time do you have on the ground to prepare versus like home road and like, like, because I really do think that the Patriots like lost a step because they had to travel and play on the same day. And I think if anything gets messed up and just going on the road and playing is, it just seems like more of a slant than it has been in the past. Um, I, I just like Dakota's team because of who – I know I'm kind of contradicting myself based on what I said earlier, um, like in Matt's team, but he's starting T. Higgins and Joe Mixon against Baltimore's defense. Um, and if those are two low numbers, I really don't think you can miss in another spot uh, and still win against Dakota based on who he's going with. So Yeah, um, I was trying to make a case for Matt. I still give the nod to Dakota. Just – when you have the baseline of Kamara, Murray, and then I think Diggs is going to be pretty consistent this year. He's shown it so far. I think you can trust him at this point. Uh, when you have that baseline, uh, it, it's tough to go against him. Mm. So and how many? Yeah, and how many defenses in the league can you just like set and forget? Maybe like three, and he has one of them in Pittsburgh. That going against Philadelphia, um, just one less move you have to make is going to be a 10 plus more often than not. And I know, I know it's just an after afterthought, you know, most weeks, but um, if it's one less thing you have to think about, it's an advantage, you know? Yeah. You could, I mean, Philly has obviously shown that they're not doing anything on offense. So you could see a 20 out of Pittsburgh for sure. I think they're at home as well. So um, overall it's, it's going to be tough for Matt. I think he can get the win, but he's going to need some, some more out of Edwards Hilaire. Uh, he's going to need Mixon to score a couple touchdowns. It's basically what, what What does he throw out in the chat if, like, Ken, like Kenyon Drake goes for, like, 30 points against the Jets? You know, he went on, a like, a like a tirade about him. And, like, if, if, he sa- if he saves your season, like, where do you go from there? Oh, I think Dakota immediately writes him onto his list, like the Melvin Gordon list. <laughs> and... I think at that point, he is forever the enemy of Dakota, which, honestly, if there's any team he's going to do it against, it's the Jets, right? Yep. No, exactly. Like, it, like the whole offense is going to be open to Arizona this weekend. Um, yeah, maybe it's not jersey-worthy, but maybe it's grudge-worthy where, like, like, you know I will never take Zeke as long as, like, he's in the NFL. So um, That's exactly maybe- why I was, like... <laughs> like even if I go third, I'm still gonna get Zeke. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's always not. I, I, t- I, I took David Johnson over Zeke last year, and I took Saquon Barkley over Zeke this year. It's the exact and, uh, reason I let David Johnson go in the fourth because I was gonna pick him in the fourth, but I was like, there's zero chance Brown picks David Johnson, and I don't think. Uh, I think it was Yogi. I don't think Yogi's going to pick David Johnson, so I can get him when yeah. he comes back. <laughs> if it was anyone else, I 100% would have taken him in the fourth, but I know you, and you're not going to take him. You're yeah. not going to take Zeke. Like, There's a couple guys that I know you won't have on your roster anymore. Yep, just just build those imaginary grudges. It always works out, no matter what. So, um, but yeah, but I, I'm, go, I'm going with Dakota. I think he's got a better team. Yeah, it's a, it's a safer pick for sure. 
But yep. let's m- move on to the next one. We got Wheelie Bros versus Goony Gang, Goony Gang, Goony Gang. Um, let's project and Starner to get his, his first win here. Um, I can see it for sure. I can definitely see it. Tough matchups on Goony Gang's side. And I don't necessarily trust everything I'm seeing from over there. Hold on. Um, and, I mean, you're, yeah, you're, I look, you're looking at guys like Beasley that's starting for, for Cook, like, I'm not yep. liking that. Yep. Juju coming back off the bye against Philly's secondary. Um, Deshaun in what has to be a fuck you game, you know, to Bill O'Brien. Um, got Tyreek back in the lineup. He's obviously looked ahead. Um, yeah. Who, who's Harrisburg's mascot? The Cougars. They're, are, they're the Cougars. All right. So, like, every time he does the Goonie Gang, like I always think of like him because it's like a Harrisburg thing, and I know the hair. Like, I thought that Harrisburg was the Cougar, so like in my head, I always think like Cougar Town, Cougar Town, Cougar Town, Cougar Town. Like every time he says that, or like any time I look at his name, um, that was a tangent. But I also think that he's going to lose this week. Um, I think Starner is going to um, get yeah get his first win with some good matchups, good people back in his lineup. Um, and I don't think Kareem Hunt's going to replicate against Indy's D. So, Cougar Town, Cougar Town, Cougar Town, Cougar Town. Just one thing I want to say for Starner. Get Gurley out of that lineup and put Lamb in, please. Like, Lamb versus the Giants. Um, I know you got two touchdowns out of Gurley last week, and he plays Carolina. But I just would not sit a player against the Giants. I don't know what you got to do to get him in there. but <laughs> so, you move, so you move Robinson... Into I, the running back, you put CD as your flex, and then you sit 14 points on your bench? Yeah. Honestly, if if Lamb is showing me that he can put up 20, Robinson's been consistent more so than Gurley. Like, I know he, he had to get two touchdowns, and he still only put up 18 points. Like, and that was his career or his season high. Like, I, I don't. I guess if you feel like you have the better team, then go ahead and just play what you think is safer, but... I, I love it. anyone against the Giants, especially when it's a guy who's thrown for 400, 500 yards anyways. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think I, just my I, I don't sense. remember. I remember the last 0-4 team being projected over 140. That's that's crazy. I mean, I think just I, I probably was last year. I had a very good yeah. roster and just couldn't win. But mm. I don't remember when I got my first win. I was I know it took a little bit, though. Me and Matt last year were pretty bad, but had good team. Um, yeah, either way. I like Jerm getting his first win here. Um, I mean, even if Dalvin Cook goes off for Seattle on Sunday night, I just don't see where all the other points are coming from. Like, up and down the roster, I don't see it. You got Cream Hunt, for sure. So, you got Cream Hunt, Davis, and Cook. You got the the trio at running back. And then maybe Mark Andrews goes for two or three touchdowns. Um, he's he's going to need that, though, to get it. He's going to need those four players yeah. to blow up. I think I think Dalvin's gonna have like a twenty-five point plus, you know, night against Seattle. I mean, Seattle's defense um, is not good, based on you know, despite their record and what they do on offense. Um, with Chubb being out, do you think like like Kareem Hunt might get more touches? But does that get you eighteen points like they're projecting? Um, Versus Indy's defense is the key part because Indy hasn't given up anything this year. Now they haven't True. played anyone like I don't know. I wouldn't even say Cleveland necessarily. Like yeah, they're a juggernaut rushing the ball, but 
as a total on offense, I don't know if I would call them anywhere close to a juggernaut. So I don't know. I just think Kareem Hunt's better than Chubb as an overall running back because he can catch the ball better. Um, mm-hmm. He's probably and worse, I, I ha- worse of an actual running, like, rushes. But Yeah, and I hate to say it as a Tyler Boyd owner, but uh, Burrow going against Baltimore's defense, you know, it's easy that he puts up, like, 13 and a half points in that game. They may they may win or keep it close, but like I don't think Burrow's gonna throw for like two fifty and three touchdowns. Yeah, so and this it, this is before the waiver wire, so we could see like there's Big Ben on the uh on the waiver wire. We could definitely see a, a big Ben come into this lineup. That's true. That's true. So we'll have to see what moves Cook makes. Um but I think we both agree we're gonna give Jerm his first win here. Come on, Germ. I always, I always look at it as wheels up. I think Kale said that early on. Um, I always saw the emoji as wheels up, but Wheelie Bros works too. But I think they're going to get their first win. Whatever you want to call him, get that first win, Germ. Dubs. And uh, we're going to move on to my matchup now, Barbage Time versus Thank You Come Again. Um, it's a gold matchup now. Um, <laughs> very, very nice to see the gold uh emblem around Ins- my name. inside the velvet ropes you both showed your ids on your way into the club but someone spilled their vodka tonic on the other guy's striped polo so some shit has to go down yeah this is like i'm assuming that yogi's probably not too far into the the gold club i know i'm one loss away so this is like a loser leaves town game mm, give me your gold card yeah so usually you have to pay 40 bucks at gnc for that kind of access um <laughs> But, but I'll just lay out and you tell me why you think you're going to win because uh, my opinion will be short. So I believe I'm going to win. I don't know. I, I got David Johnson against Jacksonville and Zeke versus the Giants. And then Mahomes, Kelsey, kind of always consistent. Justin Jefferson can get me some nice points versus Seattle. I believe he's the real deal. Very biased in that take. But, I mean, look at what's happening. And then Robbie Anderson versus Atlanta. It's great matchups up and down. You got Cup versus Washington, uh, Deontay Johnson's versus Philly. Like, I don't hate any of these matchups. All of them are good. Um, I mean, even on my bench, I have uh, Hollywood versus Cincy that I can throw in there if I wanted to. Um, yeah, I, I don't think this is going to be close unless he gets some crazy Wilson Evans. I don't know connor game so let's see yeah, what you got to say. i feel i feel like i feel like i'm gonna have to take on the role of you last week and just you know throw out these big speculatives on um on yogi's team where like russell wilson's gonna probably have to throw for like 45 to 50 against minnesota and james connor's gonna have to get like 120 yards and two touchdowns against philly um in order to just at least give your the rest of his lineup a chance to catch up to what you're going to put up. But then um, you look at it and Zeke could do the exact same thing as Connor there. And Mahomes can do the exact same thing as Wilson. So it's like, no. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. he's going to have to come out positive on that, that two versus two matchup in order to even have a chance. He's going to need two touchdowns out of Moe Cox. Like he's going to need a lot. Oh, come on now. Um, Damn. Yeah, it just hurts him with those two buys, too, on his bench. Um, yeah, it's just it's a bad week, too. Yeah. Usually you don't get your bad weeks until, like, week 7, 8, 9, 10. But Having McCaffrey injury, hurt, it just it blows up the whole lineup. Yep. So, sorry, Yogi. Um, at least you got your win. But 
Barbara, I hate to give this one to you, but if you don't lose this one, give me your gold card. Yeah. So let's move on to the last matchup. Some might say the matchup of the week. We got Watt versus That's Unfortunate. And how are you feeling about your matchup this week? You know what? Yesterday, when I first looked at this, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good about this matchup because everyone's just been talking up Garrett about how good his team is and how good his roster is from top to bottom. But, Brandon, do you know what I got today? What did you get today? I got a group me DM um, from one weak-ass pussies. Ooh. On the side, just to, just to direct a little little side hey, little side hey. Um, what do you think he asked? I think he, I don't know, if, would he be asking for a trade or how are you feeling? He, he had the gall. He had the audacity to poke me and ask me what I was feeling about David Montgomery. Mm. A player that had just been in a bloodbath trade and gifted to me last week, which turns out to be a highly sought-after commodity. And he wanted me to give him the last piece of my team that could fill out my roster just to make him like a throwaway, maybe bench situational player. That offends me as a manager, personally. Um, Some bad karma, too. And th- th- this is a grudge. This is a grudge match now. Um, you know, he wasted no like he like w- what does he do f- like du- like during his normal work day? Because I think he just like he just keeps refreshing Twitter and just waiting for you know Adam Schefter to break injury news on Monday and Tuesday, and has and takes like some kind of glee out of just telling people that they're they're their dreams are shattered you know i think and he just he has like the uh he has the at ready to go in the group me like he has he just has to fill in yep. the injury and the player and he's already got everything else filled out he just has to fill those two things and he sends yep just a little oh this doesn't look good he's like oh this guy's out oh torn acl oh popped hamstring um and now i have the chance to face him um and and like i i, I just hope like I hope Michael Thomas doesn't play because I, I, I heard rumblings that they might keep him out knowing that they have the bye next week and just keep him out and know he'll be 100% in a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, or better yet, he plays and it doesn't go to plan like Julio. And he shreds his knee. Um, but, hey, if Cal- Calvin Ridley put up zero points last week, zero points, um, you could say that was because Jerry Alexander, I'm not a Packers fan. I don't choose to accept that narrative. I just think he stinks. Um, and I think Josh Allen might have a tough time against the Titans. Um, this on the is road. definitely the touch, toughest matchup, right? I mean, yep. he had the Rams, but I would say the and Titans have, are tougher. I have Dak and Gallup going against the Giants. Um, and that might be a little tasty. That could be kind of tasty. That's a 40 so, burger ready to go. Yep. Just that's in the chamber, Garrett. That's in the chamber. You know, you get that to the face as soon as the one o'clock or the four o'clock kicks off. Um, so I'm taking myself, obviously. Um, Garrett's a fraud, you know, hollow crown. Um, and I'm coming for that ass. Yeah. And I mean, I'm rooting for you because 
right now, the, uh, the only way I'm going to get above Garrett is if he somehow gets two losses and I can stay at one because I'm probably not going to catch him in points. <laughs> so I got to root for people like you to knock him off. Yep. But I'm ding that crown on my way to the top. Who do you, who do you like? Just just pick your boy. I pick you. Come on, let's just let's ride this one together, please. Yeah, I mean, I'm I would do anything to pick against you, but looking at the the Packers on by, no more Tanyan. You got the juggernaut on the bench, and then Mike Tolbert also on the bench. Like, it's just a tough beat for for a guy who's going to have to rely on Josh Allen, who's going to put up 15 points this week. It's not going to be a good thing. Um, I like the first loss here going to uh, Mr. Weak-Ass Pussies. That feels good. That feels good to hear you say that. Yeah. So I think uh, we're on the same page. Unfortunately, I do have to root for you, but it's like the lesser evil. It's like right no, now we'll, I think Garrett, we'll, Garrett is evil number one for the league. Yes. It's it's an enemy of my enemy situation. All yes. right. Just ride, me, ride with me this week, and then we'll kill each other later. Exactly. So. All right. Perfect. I believe I get Garrett two out of the next three weeks after this too. So it'd be nice if we could get the, uh, the momentum rolling the other way on that one. Um, yes, let's get him down. Let's get him a couple crippling injuries. Let's get him on the ropes a little bit. Let's you know, let's spread this out a little bit. Maybe maybe a little practice tweak here, a little uh, controversy. Yeah, here. a little thigh contusion on Sunday afternoon. Questionable game time decision. Doesn't Amy feel looking good. a little tight coming into New England yes. for Melvin Gordon. You never know. Yes. Josh Allen decides to rush one in the first quarter, and he bangs up his knee, has to go to the locker room. You know, anything could happen. Anything could happen. You know what I heard today that about Josh Allen? I heard that he's the new age version of Brett Favre, and that made so much sense of why Garrett likes him so much. Mm. Because it'd be like if Brett Favre is like – now quarterback he would be a six foot six guy who could rush a bit and then still has that gunslinger arm and make some decisions that you're like why did he just do that and then sometimes it works out um that's josh allen so i can see it and (sighs) now i hate josh allen unfortunately now i hate josh allen until he becomes a viking then then he's cool but (laughs) buffalo's already (laughs) casting the medal to to put his statue out in front of the stadium. All he has to do is just like live another three years and make the playoffs once or twice more. I mean, does he even, because he's already done better than how many other quarterbacks that they've had. Right. I think he's <laughs> make an excuse to put him out there with his, uh, just you put his bike rider shorts that he's got that come up to his like halfway up his thigh. Like that's the look just his big dumb face cast an iron with like a head full of ice cream. Yeah. I'm uh nope, it's it's the hero Buffalo deserves and it's it's going to be the tragic downfall that Garrett deserves. And speaking of heroes, Tyler Hero and the Miami Heat are hanging in there versus the Lakers. Jimmy Butler just came in, took a hard intentional foul from LeBron James. He should be kicked out of the game for that. There's no no place for that in our in our league. Um, that's just my two cents. We've um, both been watching this game the whole time we've been talking, and I'm surprised. You know, when I agreed to come on with you tonight, I thought I was gonna get more of the Heat culture. This is a one. This is a four point game in the third. Um, See, that's that's part I, of Heat culture, though. We focus in, we get the job done. We, oh my uh, god! 
we uh, turn your tw- your t- your Twitter timeline says differently, um, <laughs> but my I Twitter timeline is basically just heat gifts at this point. <laughs> I was I was expecting some like splash, you know, like interruptions in conversation or just like oh Jimmy Ball, you know, n- none of that. Um, I'm a little disappointed. That's the way it went tonight, but um, still got the fourth. You still you still saying heating heating six. Heat and four, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Four? Yeah. We're just going to play two, a game by... It's 2-1, isn't it? It's 2-1. It is 2-1, and uh, heat and four. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> great. I also love that I'm on like a five second... I'm five seconds ahead of you. Anthony Davis is just about to splash one in your fucking face. Yeah, I saw it. I turned on mm. the TV for the cable... Uh, luckily, it's on ABC, so I do get it on local cable. Uh, oh, okay. But, you know, we're in it. We're, we're here. We're going to fight to the end. And uh, if they need me, I, I'll come to the bubble. I will. I'll do that for the team. <sighs> yeah, I mean, you look just like Bam. And if like if he can't if he can't go or if he tweaks something here in the next quarter. Um, I was thinking more of like a video coordinator role. Um, oh, okay. I'm very good at watching film and uh, definitely can be a hype man for sure. So you just go up to like hero, like before just, like the second half starts and be like, and you have you like your windows smart tablet with you and just be like, Hey, when this guy, when this guy cycles around to the perimeter, you just cut in, you just, no, you, you, you just cut in and then look for that outlet pass. I was thinking more. I'd just pull up his high school video on YouTube oh. and just show him and say, look at this, <laughs> look how good you are. And uh, you see this, you see this, do that. You see this, do that. <laughs> exactly. That's more of my coaching style. You just kind of, uh, you show them like they're good players. They don't need my help. They know more than me anyway. So you know, I just show them. I mean, that, that deserves one of those fake rings at least, you know, whenever they win the championship. Yeah. Like they should definitely send one up to, uh, to Maryland for <laughs> me. I think my, my Twitter timeline alone is enough to hype the team up. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure they've been watching. And uh, keeping an eye on what what next thing I'm gonna retweet. So <laughs> I mean, it's an all access thing. I think Bam took those days off not because he was hurt; he just wanted to check the timeline. It's all because of you, Brandon. Yep. So I appreciate you coming on, though, Brown. We're uh, running a bit long, but luckily this year we're not paying for space, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So okay, yeah. All right. So one more thing before we go. Um, I did it last year. And I'm ready to throw it out again this year. Um, I am throwing down the gauntlet for trivia for anyone who wants to hop on the pod. I know Brandon's had like a tough time uh, wrangling a body on Monday or Tuesday. But if you come on, I got questions for I have made questions for each and every one of you um, in the league, both specifically and uh, general questions about the history of the league. So if you want to come on. Even for a segment, um, do a round of trivia. You want to challenge someone. Um, I got the questions to see who's better. So um, you know there know is that's... there is one thing I'm just thinking right now. If you have enough people where where we can get you guys on, not for a regular podcast, but literally just a trivia, and we can get you guys in Discord. Have Brown host it because I'm not hosting trivia. That's his thing. So we're going to leave trivia to Brown. I'm not going to fuck that up because I would. Um, 
we'll just leave it to him. We can get all together. We figure out a good time. You guys just let us know in the chat of uh, when a good time would be because it's not like it really matters when we do it. But if maybe next week or in two weeks or something like that, if we can get a few of us in the chat, I wouldn't want everyone because Brown was mentioning this earlier. We only get well, we are up to fifteen users that that listen to each episode according to uh, the stats, but. I'm going to yeah, say the, one, the ones we care about are 10, are the 10 of us. We do have a Sing- Singapore listener. Um, I'm not sure. Worldwide. It says Singapore Community Development Council. So, um, Oh, okay. We're getting very well, detailed with with our uh, location. What if it's just what if it's just one guy in Singapore that like just can't get enough fantasy football and he eventually got to us. It's like there's this <laughs> there's this league I think they're based in the United States or Pennsylvania and they just have like the best banter and the best history of any team, any league I've ever listened to before. This dude is a hundred percent looking forward to the trivia this year. And he's just yes. like, where's the trivia? And, uh, you know, we can give him that he's, he's, our he, listener. Is, he is, he is fuming that the, that the matchup between Matt and Barbara ended in a tie last year. And he just wants two competitors to come on the pod and showcase their knowledge and, uh, you know, get that moral victory that can be felt around the world. So we can definitely do this and we can even make it just if we get a couple people on who don't necessarily want to do the full pod. Um, we can get like a 20 minute little section or 30 minute little section where we just do a quick trivia I'll add it on at the end of the podcast and uh, be just a little goodie uh, for when we re- finish the regular show. So I'm sure everyone would like to listen to that. So, so sound, o- sound off in the chat. You know, show those Fs. Um, show some love. Donate. Subscribe. Like. Um, subscribe on and Patreon. Get- and uh, yes. we're thinking of starting an OnlyFans. Um, we'll get in on that. <laughs> so. Only feet, Only feet picks from me. Yeah, never post a feet pic without getting paid for it. Yeah, exactly. Words of life to live by. So, thanks for listening this week. Shout out to the dude out, out in Singapore. We, we see you. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.